This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by Bosbole.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Hey folks, good morning. I'm Roshan Kanesan and welcome to Open for Business. In an era where dual income households are increasingly becoming the norm, the demand for reliable and convenient childcare solutions has become ever more pronounced. Enter KiddoCare, a pioneering platform that stepped into the scene in 2019, dedicated to providing parents with access to professionally trained and vetted babysitters anytime anywhere. On top of providing care to over 71,000 children since 2021 and generating over 7 million ringgit in income for their caregivers, uh, this startup has also caught the attention of prominent players in the scene. Earlier this year, Nadira Yusuf earned a spot among the group of 24 founders selected for the 100 Sunicons program. This was an initiative designed to groom the next generation of unicorns for Malaysia and is a collaboration between Scale Up Malaysia, Proficio Consultants, Panjana Capital and the Malaysia Digital Economy Corporation more commonly known as MDEC, which serves as a testament to KiddoCare's promise and potential. Today on Open for Business, you will hear about the genesis of KiddoCare, how KiddoCare is protecting, protecting its training and care standards as it grows, and to get a better understanding of why investors like ScaleUp Malaysia think that this startup has unicorn potential. Nadira, welcome to the studio. Thank you so much. I am very excited to be here this morning. Great to have you on again. The last time we were talking, it was with Ram from Asia Mobility as mm-hmm. well as Doc Siva from ScaleUp. We were talking a little bit about why you were looking for funding within the country, but that's a conversation that we had previously today. Um, let's start off with a little bit of the story here, right? Could you share mm-hmm. you know, the personal or professional experiences that essentially inspired you to launch KidoCare and address the growing need for reliable childcare solutions. Why did you start KidoCare? I'm a mom, Roshan. <laughs> so that's the first answer. It's like, I'm a mom, that's it. <laughs> I'm a mommy, right? Uh, I, I'm an entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur more almost all my life, right? Um, and, and, you know, it was a struggle at that time trying to find, um, you know, reliable care for my children. I was really in the height of uh, my business, uh, I think, 2019 when we started. And, and a mom of six children isn't easy. Um, <laughs> and, and having to find solution that works for me, right? Mm. Because of the nature of my job, uh, you know, I have to work on, on, you know, unconventional times, even on the weekends and things like that. I needed somebody who can come in and look after my children. And it's not just about looking after children. It's also that mom guilt of, you know, mm. I wanted to give the best. I wanted people or, or rather, you know, the helper to be able to do as best as they can for my kids. right? I know I will not be able to be there, but I know my children are absorbing so many things, you know, uh, as they grow. I wanted to make sure I had somebody who can deliver, can nurture, can educate, you know, that kind of thing, right? And and it was just that. It was just trying to find a solution that, that was made for me, right? But I come from, from a technological background. I've run businesses and uh, many of them are technology-based and I figured, you know, there's got to be a way for us to solve this problem because I'm also very involved with women's organization, mm-hmm. right? And and there are women just like me. I mean, we're struggling. We're trying to, you know, keep up with our businesses and our jobs. And, and so many women are dropping out of their workforce and not even entering in, not by choice, but because they don't, they don't have the support, yeah. right? And here we are, we have women needing to find jobs and we, we have women who wants to go back to work and, and, and why can't we marry them together, right? And, and technology can be a way for us to actually, 
you know, make them come together and, and improve this. So if we were to look at building more childcare centres, it would be great, but it would require a lot of investment. It takes time, you know, it's very expensive to build and this whole, you know, uh, issues around regulation. We cannot build childcare centres fast enough, right? At the point where we started Roshan, Malaysia needed about 38,000 childcare centres. Mm. We only had less than 4,000 <laughs> when we started, That's right? certainly a gap. Definitely. So how can we build them? You know, how can we bring the, the supply and the demand together? And, and that's just, you know, trying to use technology to address that. So tell me a little bit more, uh, tell us a little bit more about how you took your experience of technology, your mm. personal experience as a mom and that mm. mom guilt, as well as what you're seeing everywhere else, right? So that professional back and professional experience, how did you bring that together and how did that inform the way you built Kiddo Care? So I guess the first thing was to really establish the demand. Right, yeah. uh, I I've grown uh, businesses before. You know, some regally uh, failed, <laughs> some achieved. <laughs> but that's the mark of a great entrepreneur. <laughs> that's it, right? So, so I knew for a fact that you know, if we were to use technology, we we should still be a bit cautious mm. about you know not being too overwhelmed with what technology can do, but rather addressing the real issue at hand, which is the service, right? At at the core of of the of kiddo care, it's actually the talent, the caregivers themselves. They have to be trusted. They have to know what they're doing. They have to be committed to their jobs, right? But there's also that kind of challenge of, you know, if we were to employ our own caregivers, then it would be very taxing on us too. It will cost us a lot of money and we will not be able to do this. We cannot be able to reach scale. So we had to adopt to the gig model. But the challenge is how do we then standardise them? Yeah. How do we standardise them? I mean, technology is there to enable the matching. So it allows parents to connect to them. And, and really, the growth of technology can even improve the conditions of childcare uh, or any care uh, services, right? Improving safety, security, flexibility, personalization, and things like that. But at the core of it, how do we trust somebody to walk into your house, mm -hmm. right? And deliver the kind of service you expect. So let's let's talk a little bit about that then, mm -hmm. uh, Nadira. Um, you know, on demand is a really important part of your business model, or at least mm -hmm. the USP. Uh, but the more important selling point is that quality assurance, is that trust that you're building here, uh, because parents want reliable and well-trained babysitters and childminders. Um, with plans to increase the number of caregivers over the longer term, uh, talk to us a little bit about the strategies and measures in place. Uh, how you're balancing this need to grow while maintaining high standards of vetting and training for your kiddo carers? Oh, wow. This has been a challenge since day mm. one. But we know for a fact that, you know, this is the core of the business and, and that's that's what kiddo care stands for, right? As we aspire to build ourselves as a trusted platform, we have to make sure that, you know, every woman... So we only hire Malaysian women. We only mm -hmm. take in Malaysian women. They have to be 18 years and above and they have to go through our training programs. They have to comply to the standards of kiddo care. But they come from various backgrounds, right? And they are geek workers and of course they work you know in their own flexible time right mm -hmm. so we don't impose on them we truly believe that you know in order to experience best service the caregiver must also be very comfortable uh, in uh, serving the, the family so they choose the jobs that are that are suitable for them we don't force them into that 
so I think the balancing also comes with, you know, establishing our academy, right, to make sure that they all are trained first, right, and we can set an SOP that can almost standardize the level of service. But, you know, at first we thought academy should be able to do the work, right? Mm-hmm. We train them, we certify them, but it's an ongoing journey because, you know, as they move into their jobs, they could get a little complacent. They can be a little too comfortable. And then we realize that we not only, you know, it, it can be itself is not enough. Training and certifying themselves is not enough. That whole motivation of getting them to work to the standards, uh, that is the other challenge, right? So we have to put in a lot of support services for our carriers, not just for our customers, to ensure that they can, you know, fully comply to the standards that we've put in place. Could you elaborate further on the ways that you are, the strategies you're using to uh, acquire and retain talent? So most of the time we acquire our talents from the universities. We actually have so many talents, you know, uh, universities and colleges just turning out graduates in the childcare industry. But all the while because they don't have enough employment opportunity, so they go into other industries, mm-hmm. which is a waste. To us, I think it's a great loss, right? Because to us right now, handling children is not just about taking care of them or looking at them. It's a lot of engagement and enrichment and nurturing that goes into to children these days, right? So we need capable talent. So we work with universities to give them this kind of employment. So there are many universities and colleges that turns out uh, graduates. Of course, that would be our major pool of, of acquisition of our carers. Then there's also women who are, you know, uh, venturing, trying to look for jobs and women who wants to have uh, dual income and we have retirees as well. And majority of our carers are young women from the age of about 20 to about 35 and they have their own young families and Mm. they want to work in an environment that's suitable for their own time so that they could have their time to look after their own children. So it's really a platform that allows them to work very flexibly and, and give them that kind of feel, you know, of entering into care and slowly building their career in care as they progress with us. Uh, Nadira, we've got to go into a few messages, but we'll be back in just a bit. Folks, I've been speaking with Nadira Yusuf. She's the founder of Kiddo Care, an online demand platform that connects Malaysians with trained babysitters. We've got more to get into, so don't go anywhere. I'm Roshan Kanderson. Keep it here to Open for Business on BFM 89.9. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossPolly.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Be firmly motivated. BFM 89.9 Open for Business is powered by BossPolly.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Hey folks, welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Roshan Kanesan and this morning I've been speaking with Nadira Yusuf, founder of Kiddo Care, an online platform that connects Malaysians with trained babysitters and children carers. Nadira, earlier you kind of set the scene for us in terms of why you started this and also some of the main challenges, which the main one being talent management, mm-hmm. ac- acquisition and retention, mm-hmm. and that trust that you need to build with mm-hmm. your customer. Um, tell us a little bit about the, let's take a step back and take us through the journey, right? The key milestones and challenges that Kiddo Care and you have encountered over the 
four-year journey of building this startup. So how much time do you have, Roshan? Because <laughs> I probably need five days to talk about this. So <laughs> you know, uh, going back to our early days in 2019, right? I think the, the the main challenge was really about getting the market to accept this kind of model mm-hmm. for for care for childcare, right? Uh, and when we when I say market, we're talking about both the supply and the demand, where the families would be comfortable with getting somebody to come into their house, somebody they don't know. Right, uh, and carers would they be comfortable enough to walk into a home, you know, and and just make themselves comfortable, the kids comfortable as yeah. soon as they come in. So that was that kind of mind shift that we needed to address first and foremost. Um, so yes, in in 2019, I think it was a lot of creating or educating the market, both supply and the demand, and ensuring that you know um, uh, risks are, are limited and they are. Uh, you know, uh, mechanisms put in place in order to build trust for both sides, right? So it's not just putting trust on the customers, making sure the carriers are trained and whatnot, but also ensuring that carriers are walking into mm-hmm. an environment that is safe. Uh, they know exactly who they're going to go uh, and meet. You know what kind of uh, children. You know, so they can they can be better prepared for that as well. Right, so that's the challenge in the first year, and then of course the demand uh, started growing, and and once the demand started growing, <laughs> we have to make sure that we balance yeah. the availability of supply and demand. So it has always been a chicken and egg situation. Do I add more supply? Do I add more demand? How was that? Right, in in a gig model in a platform like this, I think everybody has that kind of challenge, right? And that also requires a lot of financial support, mm-hmm. you know, for to advertise, to promote, to build a system that work. Um, and um, I think in 2019, we started just before MCO hit us in 2020. Yeah. So as the demand was growing, suddenly MCO hit us and and being in a business, in an environment where we, we are not uh, conventional childcare centers and we were not even considered as essential services. Now, mm. that's funny, right? Because it is essential, but we're not considered as that because we don't fall under that regulation. So it was tough. I mean, we had literally you know two months without jobs we couldn't go in you know we had um, women coming back to us and say we need jobs and we had customers saying I need your carers and frontliners coming to us and say you know help us um, and and we we slowly you know had um, the opportunity to work with uh, the KKM Kementerian Kesihatan and they allowed us to go and support their frontliners and from then on Roshan it The, the whole word of mouth, the buzz of kilo carriers being able to provide this kind of personalized services at home really picked up. And in 2021, uh, I think the demand really grew. It grew four times from the time we started in 2019. Uh, it was fast growth and we knew we couldn't move anymore without proper technology. And we had to go into fundraising round and that's another challenge. Yeah, I was going to ask you actually through all this, you know, the ups and the downs, how have you funded this business? Uh, initially, it was, of course, our own pocket money. Self-funded, yeah. Right? Self-funded. Uh, in 2019, it was just self-funded and in 2019, we went through our first fundraising round actually uh, with Pichin. We did we did the ECF, crop, okay. uh, yeah, the equity crop funding. And it was very strategic actually. Uh, because we figured that ECF will allow us to get people who, you know, kind of like believe in the mm-hmm. passion and the dream and the vision. Uh, and and it was either money 
or word of mouth, correct, right? Correct. So we could get both. Uh, so we went for that, and Alhamdulillah, we were we were oversubscribed uh, after about two months of our crowdfunding journey. Uh, it was easier to work with the with the crowdfunders uh, than angel investors or VCs, you know, mm-hmm. in the early days because you know a business like ours in Malaysia there was no benchmark, they didn't know how to look at us, you know, and things like that. Um, and you know, can childcare make money, right? Mm. So we had to build upon the dream and we did that through crowdfunding and, and, and that helped us through actually 2020. Uh, 2021 was a different different story yeah. uh, because we started going into VCs, you know, and, and that's a whole new challenge. Um, you know, talking to VCs and, and uh, you know, talking about valuation when there's no benchmark and, and um, the model around the region. We were the first to, yeah. to actually employ this kind of model. So there was nothing around the region that could give that kind of grabs of, you know, whether the potential is there or not. Um, so it was very tough to convince investors in 2021. But we managed, we raised uh, the, our first seed round uh, with a local VC and that helped us to build our technology, which was most needed in order for us to scale. Uh, we move on from Google Sheets and WhatsApp <laughs> <laughs> to actually the having... The true mark of professionalization. That, that's it. That's it. You know, technology. Uh, you use whatever was available, right? Uh, and, and we started building our, our own uh, booking system and that was on the web and in 2022 uh, we launched our app uh, that allowed us to um, uh, automate I think about 50% of the processes yeah. and help us to scale. So I think the, the two, two key things there one is a lot of times these future scalable businesses often start out in very unscalable manner, <laughs> manners right you start off by doing it yourself but it, there is the potential to scale once you have mm. money to invest and build the systems mm. and all of that. Um, could you share with us how much you raised uh, in 2021 or is that uh, uh, so in 2021 we raised about um, uh, I think about a million ringgit mm-hmm. uh, in 2021 uh, yeah so that was are you currently looking to because that will probably give you 18 months of runway about that yeah so are you so looking to raise us. again now <laughs> Well, we are in talks. We are in talks with some, uh, you know, some parties. Uh, yeah. So, you know, um, I had a conversation with uh, Martin from Care Concierge a few months back, and he got support from Kazana through the Dana Impact Initiative. I mean, in, through the Future Malaysia Program and all of that. Um, have there been any conversations with government-linked initiatives? Anything you can share with us in terms of where this potential funding could be coming from? Well, we have been having conversations with uh, a few parties, of course. Uh, you know, um, we have many interests now. I think we've proven the fact that there is uh, definitely potential for growth in the in the areas of the business and uh, a whole larger area of growth, you know, in terms of not just supporting children, but also families, this, uh, you know, as we grow. And yes, so we have been uh, in talks and conversations going on and I cannot disclose anything at the moment. Oh, that means something cooking in the background. We'll find out in time, I'm sure. Uh, Nadira, I mentioned earlier, you were one of the 24 founders of, for the selected for the 100 Sunicons program, um, which was designed to groom the next unicorns of Malaysia. Can you give us a sense of why the folks at Scala, Penjana Capital, MDEC uh, and Proficio think that kiddo care has unicorn potential? I sure hope, apart from believing me, <laughs> is that they see the growth of the business, the potential of it, right? So as Kido Care grow or as Kido Care evolve with children's evolution, right? They grow from, from babies to toddlers to then going into schools. There are actually a lot of potential to support 
children's growth. Mm-hmm. As we build trust with, with families at the early age of their children, there is also potential of uh, developing and putting in other value-added products and services to support families' mm. needs, right? So we're, we're uh, evolving. So the optionality here is quite wide. Yes, of so course. So you're starting with childcare. Um, you have a little bit of an e-commerce arm. I think you generate revenue from academy as yes. well. Um, what else could we be looking at integrating here over the longer term? <laughs> so we're looking at, uh, I think, you know, we're looking forward to um, to introducing our our aged care services very soon. Ah. Yes. So that's, you know, taking care of the chuchus and the atoks, right? <laughs> so we've got rebrand, atok care. <laughs> <laughs> We're very early in the stage, right? I think there's a lot, you know, every time we try out new services, we're launching, we need at least a couple of months to actually really understand the needs and, you know, how to do this best, right? Uh, So we'll think about rebranding when we get there. Uh, But there's also a whole lot of opportunities in terms of the academy themselves, uh, itself. Uh, Academy actually plays a lot of role and and very impactful role as well, right? Uh, As in, uh, you know, creating talents and, and allowing women to go to work. I mean, most of the women, we, we support our women in the B40s and we've turned them around. Mm-hmm. So we moved them from B40 to now M40 and we really want to be able to do more of that as we scale. Uh, it goes hand in hand alongside with KidoCast growth uh, and potential of creating more job opportunities, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but it, one of the things I was just looking to your pricing. Mm. Um, so your prices range between 20 to 30 ringgit an hour, depending on the number mm-hmm. of hours purchased at 180 ringgit for 10 hours. Let's just assume this dual income household <clears throat> needs to be in the office every day. Mm. This could cost them, you know, around 4,000 ringgit a month, mm. which takes you into the domestic helper range already, right? So mm-hmm. aside from the supply constraints that uh, families may face with getting domestic helpers, why would working parents use kiddo care over hiring uh, a domestic helper? I think there are very, uh, you know, significant difference uh, of a domestic helper and a nanny. So what we're, we're trying to build or who we're trying to build are nannies. Mm-hmm. And nannies primarily takes care of the well-being of the children. And that's not just, you know, like I said, not just taking care of their development, of their, their physical growth and needs, but also their emotional, their cognitive, their whole development, uh, you know, as a whole, right? Um, and, and this is almost having somebody who cares, who teaches, who nurtures you in a house. Right? It's very different from uh, a traditional domestic worker who basically takes care of the house first. right? Uh, and, and that's what we really want to build because we're, we're building in local talents who are trained, who are knowledgeable to be able to do this. And, and this is exactly what we think children need in this kind of age, right? Uh, and the fact that we have, uh, of course, the rise of you know the younger parents, uh, educated, professional, working parents, and they want this for their children. They want the best, right? They want to be involved as well. So there, we have seen that shift of, uh, you know, uh, different kind of dynamics. So last time there was a lot of dependency on maybe the atoks to take care of their children, yeah. right? But the atoks are now also, you know, they're working <laughs> their whole life and, and they want to enjoy their own time. So, um, you know, we've seen also companies uh, now adopting more flexible working. So there is really no need of you needing to have somebody in the house all the time. 
or having to go into institutional centres all the time. You only need when you need, you want when you want. We see the rise of, you know, younger families, especially younger parents looking to have, you know, more work-life balance. They want to have time together, they want to do things. Uh, and this really brings in the value for on-demand and for the long-term uh, parents who actually need that kind of long-term um, services. Mm. If you compare, I mean, there's no upfront payment, there's no deposit and right. things like that. And, and you're creating that kind of economy and, and employment opportunities for women who are local. Right? Uh, Nadira, we've got to go into the 10.30 News okay. Bulletin. Probably we'll be, we will be back in just a bit. Folks, I've been speaking with Nadira Yusuf, founder of Kiddo Care, an on-demand online platform that connects Malaysians with trained babysitters. We're going into the 10.30 News Bulletin. We'll be, we will be back in a bit to talk about the numbers. I'm Roshan Kanison. This is Open for Business. Keep it here to BFM 89.9. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Balanced Frank Medium, BFM 89.9. Open for Business is powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Hey folks, welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Roshan Kanison and this morning I've been speaking with Nadira Yusuf, founder of Keto Care, an online platform that connects Malaysians with trained babysitters and childcare carers. Nadira, earlier you gave us a very good overview of the business, the challenges and the journey so far. You know, you've you bootstrapped the business at the start, you've raised some money now, you're possibly raising more money in the next few weeks. Now give us a sense of the financial health of Kiddo Care. Could you give us a sense of the ballpark revenue figures here and maybe your outline your growth expectations for the year? Okay, so uh, I think we've uh, gone through a very uh, encouraging journey, as mm-hmm. I can say, right? So we've closed last year uh, at about in the seven figures and, and uh, half of this year we've crossed to about eight figures now. So we're very happy with that kind of growth and, and I, I see, you know, uh, great potential uh, with the increase in the demand and, you know, demand not just from the client side, but also women who actually wants to venture into this. They have seen this as a potential. So that becomes a huge growth driver for us. And uh, the technology that we've uh, developed and currently be building on, uh, that will allow us to scale even further and hopefully we'll be able to cross into regions uh, next year. Uh, introduce new services as well and uh, yeah hopefully we'll be able to be that you know aspiration of what Sunicorn requires us to be uh, in the next four or five years yeah I want to dive into some of those growth avenues in a bit but Mm. um one thing, uh, do, what what do you expect growth to be like this year? Do you expect, uh, as you cross into the eight-figure mark, are we seeing 100% growth, 50% growth? What are we seeing? So we've been seeing about uh, a good um, six times growth mm-hmm. uh, from last year, right? Uh, now. And and we're hoping that it could close to about you know ten times uh, this year, um, and and um, we're projecting you know year on year growth, uh, maybe three four times uh, after that. 
uh, of course, we're trying to be very conservative. <laughs> <laughs> That's being conservative, huh? That's right, we're conservative. Kiroke um, um, is doing pretty uh, healthy. I mean, our cash flow is also uh, positive. Mm. Uh, we've been able to manage that. And I think it's also about uh, diversifying our revenue models. I mean, the platform business, you know, requires us to put in a lot of money in terms of actually building that kind of uh, market reach and scalability technology investment. So we have to be very creative in terms of looking at other revenue growth as well. Uh, you know, Kiduke Academy is one of uh, our main contributor into the business. It allows us to also expand in our product offering. Uh, and soon when the technology becomes more mature, then we're also looking at really harnessing the value of uh, technology and data and, and providing support to parents, suggesting them, you know, based on the child's needs, uh, family's needs and things like that. We're looking into, um, you know, integrating with different kinds of products and services right now. We're talking to a few partners. Is Kiddo Care Academy revenue a recurring revenue or is it like a one-off uh, fee that uh, potential carers pay? It's actually recurring. Mm. So we have the uh, onboarding fees that they have to come in and, uh, you know, pay or invest in mm-hmm. themselves to get the kind of training to be able to get jobs. But part of our sustainability or retention of our carers is also to ensure that they have career progression and progress and they can build careers in this. So that allows them to take up, you know, more programs, more certification programs. Uh, that will allow them to, you know, be better certified, have better value and earn more, right? Uh, we also work with many corporate organisations through the CSR initiative, uh, human development initiative and creating more employment opportunities, skilling women and, and now we're taking in other youth to come in and also develop them to become carers for the elderly. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of potential there. We've seen uh, a huge interest from uh, the philanthropic uh, movement. So we work with the likes of AVPN and there's a lot of uh, support coming in from them. Also, I think the academy drives great impact, right? Uh, from talent development to actually giving jobs. So that also brings gets the attention of impact investors out there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about uh, 10x growth hopefully this year and 4x after that. What's going to drive that growth, Nadira? Uh, product expansion, you mentioned a few, uh, you mentioned product expansion earlier. Maybe elaborate a little bit on that and uh, what else is going to drive growth? So definitely product expansion. I think if we look at childcare, right, uh, it's moved on from just babysitting services to now more higher value services. There's additional of, you know, uh, enrichment programs and educational program, personalization. Uh, we've seen also, uh, we, we are also looking at expanding the kind of market, uh, you know, access. So uh, on-demand services may, uh, you know, um, provide uh, or, or rather reach certain type of market, right? Uh, very urban, but with the introduction of our new service that's coming out uh, maybe early next year, we're also looking at serving a larger market. So that will allow us to go into, uh, you know, outside of just urban areas as well. So that will allow us to go into, you know, different states and also will drive into regional expansion. Uh, so it's not just about product expansion, but also market reach. We're moving into mass mm-hmm. uh, rather than 
now pretty niche. Um, um, yeah, technology is the key driver here. I think technology makes, uh, you know, the scalability of things. Uh, and, and of course, technology also allows us to set that kind of standards uh, in service, uh, allow us to monitor better, give updates to the parents, allow them to see what's happening in the service. That kind of uh, customer support becomes a key growth driver as well. You mentioned uh, that KidoCare was uh, generating positive cash flow, which is a really powerful thing. Uh, but in terms of in the longer term, in terms of your financial sustainability, uh, tell us a little bit about the margins or expected margins from this business and outline the path to achieving profitability over the long term. So, like I said, I think we have to be very creative in terms of not relying on just one revenue model. I think we have to look into multiple uh, revenue models as well. Uh, evolution of our business model from purely transactional to then looking into licensing of some of our programs, uh, subscriptions. So, we'll also uh, be introducing our corporate subscription for their employee benefits uh, that's going to come up in, in ah. October, right? Uh, and, and really looking into how the platform can support employees for whatever care services that they need, right? Uh, so that's a, a different uh, growth model and uh, something that we feel will contribute a lot uh, to our growth. Um, to fund this growth, um, how much are you looking to raise in your next round, roughly? <laughs> Ballpark? So we're looking at uh, going into Series A next. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, uh, with Series A, we're looking at about uh, maybe 5, 8 million US um, in the next round. Um to wrap up this conversation, uh, Nadira, maybe give us, paint us a bit of a picture of how you envision KiddoCare's evolution and impact in the uh, industry in f- five years from now. How, what would you like KiddoCare to look like uh, in five years' time? We want to be able to support families' care needs, right? So anything you need, uh, if, if you have a family, uh, and that includes pets too, Yeah, right? we were talking about this. Uh, yes, because children can be pets. Uh, and, and we really want to come in and, and serve, you know, it's a, a one-stop shop. I, I don't like to use that word, but we're really a one-stop shop for for families to get the services that require, but not just any services, services that are tailored to your needs, right? I think we're harnessing that kind of uh, data that we collect to really know, you know, what kind of uh, service providers you require, what kind of talents they need to serve you, what kind of enrichment a child needs because of their behaviour, their character and their growth, journey development. We really want to be able to provide that kind of informed uh, decisions and, uh, you know, and, and good services to, to the families. Mm. Adira, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Wish you all the best ahead. Thank you so much. Folks, I was speaking with Nadira Yusuf, founder of KidoCare, an on-demand online platform that connects Malaysians with trained babysitters and childcare carers. I'm Roshan Kanesan. You've been listening to Open for Business. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Are you open for business? Register your company with BossBalay.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.